Alrighty then, what's going on? It's Bosco, and um, here with Zach. What's going on? It's uh, it's all right. We're here for the film review, our weekly film review. Our weekly film review. Um, we're doing sideways. We're doing sideways. <laughs> so we we had a couple of drinks. Yeah. yeah. How do you watch sideways and not drink wine? Right? Yeah, That's why know. when you're when you suggested this one, I thought it was a great idea because we were, you know. I wasn't down for a little bit too much of a heady film. Yeah, we didn't want to be too, <laughs> like, it. it's a little snobbish, you know? We don't want something too fucking, you know, highfalutin or fucking, you know, we just want just a nice, easy listening. How do you not, how do you watch this film and not buy a bottle of Pinot Noir for it? Yeah, exactly, so. Um, All right, know, so, I, go, it, go ahead. We've, we've both seen this movie before, so mm-hmm. it's not like, um... And also, just like a side note, we we do these like right after we watch it. Yeah, you know, um, when my mom f- gave in and finally listened to one about our films, and I like made it. Cl- I was telling her, I'm like, look, we don't take time to like sit down and like nah, write out just stuff. First, this is first like rip. Po- right after the first movie. Rip. Yeah, like post wa- viewing discussion. Yeah. First, well, re- well, first reaction. Well, we actually fucked up because we were gonna do one on gangs in New York, but. Um, the thing is, is that uh, we didn't do it the night of, and then we thought about doing it like a couple nights later. Yeah, when we met later. up a few days later, we're just yeah. like, eh, let's, just, let's watch one right now. <laughs> a new one. A fresh yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. Uh, That's how we do our film reviews. It's a very off-the-cuff, very first-impressions type uh, style. And, and I like it that way. I like just watching a film and just sitting down and being like what do you think like right off the bat i think it makes it a little bit more natural and yeah sure yeah, you don't yeah, have the just, time to really for, yeah, yeah you know sit down and like get deep into yeah, it why but, you know fucking jerk each other off all right so uh so yeah so this sideways movie, released this movie, in 2004 2004 um directed alexander payne? alexander payne directed it it's based off of the novel did, wait by, did, did you like how i knew that right off top without yeah. even looking uh, yeah impressive that's right wait, that's did my, you see that in the opening title no no no, no subtitle no. crawl it's, it's my movie autism uh, <laughs> good it's come in handy um it's based off of the novel by rex pickett same name as the film and it stars Paul Giamatti in the leading role as Miles, Jack Cole as, or t- sorry, Thomas Hayden Church as Jack Cole, and also Sandra O oh and Virginia Madsen. Um, the film t- is about Miles, who's a, a wine enthusiast, and um, and Jack, who is getting married. And and they're going they're going on like I guess talks. like a a little because they're very aged characters right we were saying that initially yeah this movie re- revolves around basically two dudes having a midlife crisis yeah they're very aged they're very weathered and you know My they're guys. kind of I guess like they're kind of going on a bachelor party but it was just like it's not really like a party it's just the two of them you know they like in the beginning Miles when he's going out there he's like let's just drink good wine. Let's eat some good food and play some golf and then come back and chill, you know. But Jack has Jack's like, no, I want to get. We're going. We're you're gonna get laid. We're all and also laid. by yeah, we're all. I'm getting laid. We're all getting laid. Hey there. everybody, <laughs> we're gonna get laid. You know, in doing this recording, I just came back from a trip, and there's something about traveling, about being on a trip or a vacation that just makes 
me and I think others um, very uh, thirsty. <laughs> I'll go on a trip. Yeah, you were with all I'll dudes like, yeah, too. I'll be there, so like, so be there, it's just like, a bunch every, of thirsty dudes yeah. around a campfire. <laughs> every girl that comes past, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> let me say hello. And then, yeah. but that's kind of how Jack is the whole time. Like as soon as they go into a restaurant, you know, in the first restaurant they he go into, you know, he's he like, lives <laughs> a life. <laughs> he sees the. Uh, the the waitress and you know he's like oh what do you think of her and he's like oh miles responds he's like isn't she a bit too young for you but you know he knows what he wants even though he's uh engaged and like a week away from his wedding um well let's talk about what we, let's talk about what we like about it right we don't need to do a whole but you know yeah that's like just basically that's a synopsis like that's what happens in the movie but yeah. I guess part of the reason why I like it is that, you know, like the feelings of being a failure, that is what I get from this movie a lot is like someone who has a lot of regrets about life and someone who regrets a lot of the decisions he makes feels like, you know, you know, he's like almost just like a victim of circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing. One thing before you go on. One thing I want to say about this film is, while watching it, I was thinking this. I'm like, this is like a rom com done right. Like I don't watch right, rom coms a lot, but this is a. Uh, it is a romantic comedy, but it's just it's done very right, yeah. and that the characters are like they're they're silly, but they're not outlandish. They're both relatable in their own ways. Yeah, you know, and one of them's a himbo. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely like a bimbo airheaded, but he's they're both yeah, failed in their own ways too, yeah. because because where Miles is kind of like a failed writer you know wine enthusiast but has like you know nothing to really show for it you know he he tells maya in one in in one of those scenes that he says like oh you know i don't really have an impressive collection i kind of live bottle to bottle and and jack himself too is like you know kind of like a washed up actor you know like everybody sees him's like oh yeah remember you from a decade ago on tv and now he's just doing commercials yeah and and he was a fucking soap opera actor i mean i mean think about like you know that's the caliber we're dealing with here (laughs) but yeah you know um i think it's like you know i think it's a real relatable feeling to like you know be feel like you are that you failed life you know that you've done nothing right and then everyone else around you it's just like kind of a constant reminder that you are a failure and you know it's like it's hard to get out of that mire and i can really relate with that honestly i uh, i can you know and it's not about like you know like he does give into that like you know defeatist like you know like man fuck it i'm just a loser you know whatever but you know i think uh i think that's like super relatable you know well i i agree um i think what one thing i think is in a recurring theme of this film is like um i think both characters get caught up in 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 lies obviously you know they're both kind of like like 
I don't know if I would say putting on airs, but like, uh, you know, like his friend. Well, the guy you, you, Miles is a, f- a fucking snob. He's a, he's, yeah. he's a snob. Oh, did you notice how he used like um, every now and then he drops some like big vocab word, you know? We get it. You probably got like one of those calendars where it's like you rip one page and it's like, oh, hey, this is the word of the day. And then boom, you think you're fucking smart or some shit. <laughs> you think you're fucking smart. You think you're fucking smart. What does he say that he says is it's he uses a different word for a slaughterhouse, like an, an obriere or something? An actuary? An actuary, something. Yes, yeah. I think that's what it was, an actuary. It's like, yeah. bro, all right, <laughs> it's, it. like, Literally, his we friend is like, you're what is that? shit. You're fucking smart. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, what, I, what I was getting at is... You know, they push Miles at least, or I'm sorry, Jack pushes how Miles is getting published. And he's like, well, and he keeps trying to like correct him kind of every time he brings it up from the beginning when he's meeting, you know, Jack's fiance's family. He's like, well, you know, it's in the process. It's in the works. And then as it goes on and on, when he tells the girls, oh, you know, Miles is getting published. He's a published author. Basically, he's at like outright saying, he's like, you know, he's published for sure. Like, you know, and he's like, well, kind of it's it's not really my agent you know and then when he's talking to miles later on he's like look you know my agent just sent it up the chain to be reviewed by a senior editor it's not like any guarantee or anything and you you pointed out you're like isn't that kind of a shitty position he's putting him in like being like yeah you're being published you're you're a published author now and he's like He's like, I've told you, um, it's I'm not published yet. It's just possibly, and and towards the end, it's revealed that you know he's he calls he finally gets a hold of his agent, and she's like, yeah, sorry, we're not actually gonna publish you, and uh, it's you know just the way it happens. Sometimes you write something good, and it and it and it just doesn't it doesn't work out. It's, it doesn't get published. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. <laughs> well, you know... It, yeah, that's the story of my life. And thinking... Yeah, in watching that, thinking that we were going to record after watching this, I was like, man, there's a lot to be said there for, like, <laughs> creating something and then, like, you know, I guess having high hopes or whatever, just, you yeah. know, and then it kind of fizzling out and just coming to nothing <laughs> that was almost this you podcast know? that was almost us doing a podcast i'm still worried that's what's gonna yeah happen. we're still but now we're sticking with it we're doing it every week yeah so far <laughs> but you know like the, for the longest time like you know me and uh me you know me and you we we've always talked about like creative endeavors that we've always wanted to do and mm. shit like that and we we even like when we were living together, we were like, remember, we were like, oh yeah, yeah, let's 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 just sit down and write. Mm. Yeah, that never fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you there's know, something about like pursuing a creative profession that is like it has a lot. There's like you you can always like look and see like best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario I think is at the front of your mind when you start, and then. Obviously, most of the time it comes to nothing and you kind of just live your life pursuing, you know, you want to be a writer, you want to be a musician, you want to be an actor, you know, and you and you chase it. And in your longest time, you you can always see the goal line or or what or what your what your ultimate end end game is. But, you know, you get older and nothing's happening. Nobody's taking note. It's not going anywhere, you know, and it's just the life of a creative is like. 
kind of sad in that fact, and I think it kind of leads you into this spiraling thought that, like, Miles has where he's just like, I'm a loser, I'm washed up, I'm, my work sucks, I'm not that smart, I'm, I'm not that creative, I'm not offering anything that's worth publishing, that's worth being read, or listened to, or watched, or whatever it may be. I mean, dude, that's, that's how I thought, you know... I thought I wanted to do stand-up comedy for the mm. longest time, but then I just realized, you know, I wasn't really right for it. You know, is that was that your en- your ending? You you don't pursue stand-up comedy no, anymore? No, not really. Not? I mean, I've I've thought about it from time to time, but it's just like no real good bits ever really came to me. There was like a couple of ideas, but that I kind of held on to, and I kind of thought maybe they could turn into something, but. Nothing really ever materialized, and that was like that was like a very discouraging thought because you know it's like you think, oh, I'm this creative person, and you know what have you, but at the same time, it's like and you can write something that's worth people's time. Exactly, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's fucking time. You I think know? that's what Miles feels like he has, or I think he's he's back and forth with that on this on this idea when he's when he has his manuscript and his potentially going to be published novel he's like you know he's like maybe it's good maybe it's all maybe it's worth being published and worth people reading it but maybe it's not is that is that where you is that what happened to you in in regards to pursuing stand-up or i don't know i just uh at a certain point when you when you you don't feel like i mean at least this guy had an idea you know, he had an idea. For me, it was just like, you know, going, you know, I like how David Lynch likes to, this kind of a side tangent, but after watching Mulholland Drive, I went down like a real deep, like David Lynch hole because I just, I, I love the guy, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I think his, uh, his perspective on like creating and, I find really fascinating and uh, one of the things you know he talks about like ideas and he's like you know they don't they you know a lot of ideas come but like you know and when you have like kind of like a writer's block it could feel like nothing's gonna happen but then something will happen out of nowhere but the thing is is I remember one of the things he's like you have to write any idea that comes to mind down or else the loss of that feeling, the loss of that idea is uh, could lead to something as serious tantamount to suicide. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember hearing you tell me about that when you showed me that clip. To bring it back to the movie, yeah. do you think... It seems like Miles has given up, right? Like he's right. reached a point where he's like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good at this. I suck. And I'm giving up. And, but his friend... I like this in the movie. They're different attitudes on things. His friend was still very uh, gung ho. He still had like a very, you know, up and at him, go go getter attitude. Despite being a washed up actor, you know, in his mid forties, you know, he still had a you know go out there and 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 chase it attitude, which I thought was interesting because despite the fact that Jack is more of the the bimbo type, or he's he's the less thoughtful the less you know whatever quote-unquote the the lesser of the intellectuals between them you know he his attitude was a little bit more 
positive and 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 passionate in a way where miles he may have had a passion but he felt like a failure in it in in his passion and because of that he kind of let it go let it slip away yeah you know it, in the movie it's never really explicitly stated like the end scene he's he's back there in the middle school classroom because he tells his friend at the end he's like he's like i'm not a great writer i'm just a middle school english teacher and he's back there in the right. classroom you know listening as the kid reads and and uh you know it's never really explicitly said whether he continues to try to write but you know at the end it does leave with some type of it leaves you with like a glimmer of hope you know he returns to maya's house to knock on her door you know and it cuts out there yeah. you know but do you think he returned to writing do you think he went back or do you think he gave up and moved on i don't think uh I don't think that really even matters, to be honest. No? No. Why not? You know, uh, maybe he did, but, you know, I... Uh, well, you kept saying he would just to live in the moment. Maybe pursuing right. I think, things I like... think this... I think this is going to sound weird, but I think this, is, this movie is, like, kind of like a... You know, you can kind of read a like a philosophical take out of it. You know, I think there's, I think I, well, I think that well, basically they're like juxtaposed to each other. So one's like too much of an optimist, which is uh, Jack, mm-hmm. and one is too much of a cynic, which is Miles. Well, you kept saying there it was a, it was a story of the Chad and the Virgin. The Chad <laughs> and the Virgin, yeah. It, I'm going on a, on a road trip through Santa Rosa. Shouts out to my uh, my old stomping grounds. I think I don't they. Were were in Santa Rosa. What? They were near. They weren't in Santa Rosa. Oh, I thought they were. No, they were like near Santa Barbara, the Paso Robos oh. uh, wine oh, region. Okay. I got yeah. you. I got you. Anyway, well, I guess I was just fucking. I was just thinking wine country. <laughs> that, that's where I went to school. I went to school, you know, wine country. So it reminded me of school a little you bit. You studied horticulture there. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I studied uh, criminal justice. Yeah. Close yeah. enough. Close enough. Anyway, we're off the rails on this one. Keep going. I still got stuff. Well, you know, so okay, so like it's like a philosophy of, you know, so you know, being so cynical that you think that everything's just going to end in failure and then missing out on on something possible, which is something for sure that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like also like you know being too positive and being too much of just like you know kind of like a, a free spirit could lead you to like kind of like a destruction recklessness recklessness yeah yeah you know and it's like self-sabotage right it right becomes it's it's you know it's uh it's like how people living their lives with that that philosophy have like kind of ended up at the end of their life you know not the end of their life in the midway of their life well you know that reminds me of what i think is the overlying um idea of this film um uh, i think those what you just said is applied in both these characters loves love life um, I think, you know, I think all, everything they go through with, you know, whether it's, you know, shown through the wine or their different attitudes, like, it's kind of how they approach their love lives where, um, oh, shit. um, you know, Jack's much more reckless. He's getting engaged, but he's out there, you know, on this trip 
a week before his wedding, trying to get laid, having a relationship with someone where, you know, on the other end, Miles is a lot more hesitant, a lot more tentative and is like, you know, he's, he's the one who's divorced and, you know, is alone and, you know, should have the attitude that Jack has. Jack should be the, the role should be reversed, really. Like, you know, Miles should be the one who's the more like, oh, you know, I'm going to try and talk to to the girls here. I'm going to try and pursue something or whatever. But he's the more, you know, reserved one where Jack is the one who's out and trying to, you know, pursue pursue relationships, you know, on the side, (laughs) obviously. But, you know, like, I I, I like this film because it's a very um, it's a very lovesick film. You know, yeah. I have that tattooed on me, I and I love. Literally, just thinking that I love, I love a love sick story, and I love, I love like, you know. I love love. <laughs> I love love. Let me tell you, if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's love. All right. I, I love a story that can just that can just like, I don't know, that can bring that that. I'm that, one of the best lovers out there. Let me tell you. <laughs> that, that can bring that like. I don't know that love sickness to the surface, you know, where like clearly uh, Miles is like, you know, his his divorce from his ex-wife has left him just like broken. Yeah. He's broken and he's he's out there like, um, you know, like I've given up, you know, whether it is with his art, his his writing or in his in his love life. He's just like, I've given up. There's no point. And it, a lot of it has like kind of like seethed in him and he's right. it's a lot of his turn to anger and frustrations you know and he's just there like oh yeah like you know fuck my ex-wife and um you know all i have left now is the wine the wine never leaves you know yeah, and for me, all <laughs> you ever you ever see someone go through a breakup or, or yourself go through a breakup and they're all like you know what like alcohol's always there or whatever their drug of choice or whatever their vice of choice is the fucking food never leaves the food the food's always there for me you know or or the pot's always there for me like you Mm. know after they go through a breakup like his relationship with wine kind of has that vibe where he's like at least the wine is still there for me at least you know the wine doesn't change who it is You know the wine doesn't switch up. But then on you me. just realize it's an empty, it's an empty endeavor just to distract you from the point that you're uh, miserable and that you uh, <laughs> are sinning. <Go> <laughs> Am I reading too much into this? No, I don't think so. Um, I think the reason the you know this film is obviously about you know different approaches to to romance you know and the wine is kind of there as a um a, a metaphorical device to tell you know the the scene in when they all go back to the house together and right away you know jack starts hooking up with um starts getting it in yeah they start hooking up together and miles and maya go out there you know and he's and she's like, what do you like about, you know, Pinot Noir? What do you like about it? And he's, and he tells her, he's like, you know, it's it can very, only grow in certain yeah, areas. Yeah, it's, it's very temperamental. It's a temperamental. Yeah, it's, it's, it needs it's, a lot of care. Yeah. And, and with care. <laughs> it's a very temperamental grape. 
And yeah. um, but when there's the right touch, the right person, the beauty, the beauty comes the out. Beauty. The full potential is realized. Let me tell you about the beauty of the vino. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then and then it can express itself in the full manner. He he right. says kind of that it can express the full flavors. It can express itself when it has the right conditions, when the right person is watching it, and the right conditions are present. The the full expression of the grape can can come into existence, and it is the most the best wine because of that you know and right. you know Maya listens to that you know and then she has her so obviously like this is it's he's speaking metaphorically too in that yeah. you know he's like this is he's speaking about himself like obviously and then yeah. Maya responds by talking about her experiences with wine where I'll you tell know you, I'll tell you this hmm. this movie made me feel old <laughs> it does kind of like give you like if you're in that point in your life where you like you've pursued some you know passion passion project or you know creative endeavor or whatever and you weren't successful like it's kind of one of those movies that kind of weighs <laughs> on you like watching it like oh yeah, yeah. like i didn't i'm a failure and there's some good and cringe there's some good quality cringe in this movie for sure <laughs> oh, yeah i mean like not like like on purpose like not like you know like it was bad you know what i mean like cringe purposed scenes yes yeah. yeah, but Maya responds by telling her that telling telling Miles that you know she got in the wine because well with the last man she was with you know through the wine she realized something about herself that you know she had a good sense of 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 a good quality oh, wine nice you know palate. and that she realized the man she was with was a fraud and didn't understand it. I know that's and, right. And, you know, that she had, you know, a deeper appreciation, basically telling Miles, like, in a way, like, they were both, you said this during the scene, like, it was, like, two broken-hearted two people. Two broken toys. Yeah, like, you know, kind of connecting in some yeah. way, you know. And then, obviously, Miles ruins the moment when, you know, yeah, she kind of starts... He pulls yeah, a, he pulls a, a, a major virgin move. <laughs> major virgin move. <laughs> Um, you're familiar with those <laughs> i mean oh come on dude you can act like you've never ruined a moment of course they're, they're both like miles is super relatable like the the you know yeah. the you know his his both his him you know letting a a breakup and a and, and a heartache weigh on him heavy and him carrying it everywhere and, and letting it dominate him is very relatable yeah. and also like you know, mm. when you start to have a connection with somebody, like pulling away instantly, when when a moment starts to mm. arise that may leave and, you vulnerable or yeah. may leave you like feeling yeah. awkward, yeah. you like pull away immediately, and then you realize what you did, and you go, you have that moment where you go into the bathroom and you're splashing the water in your face, you're mm. like, you're a fucking loser. You had it there in the bag, yeah. <laughs> but you messed it up. Well, I've you definitely know? been the drunk dial before. You've done the drunk dial. Well, I've, I've definitely done like the drunk, the drunk like text from out of nowhere just to see if you. Maybe I've had my drunk moments, you know, all plenty of times. Nowadays, if I'm uh, if I'm drinking or doing whatever. And there's something that is that's bothering me. <laughs> I'll like actively like, of, like I'll put my phone on airplane mode and be like, 
No. <laughs> I'm cutting this I mean, off. I've done it plenty of times before where like I've learned my lesson where I'm like, uh, no, not happening. Yeah, you'll just go on your Twitter and yell into the void. <laughs> yeah, that's what we, <laughs> That's the healthy way. That's yeah, the healthy outlet. That's the healthy outlet. Because then you're not bother, bothering anybody else. So you your did. stalker could uh, can find it. The stalker. Your, are, no, the stalker can read whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let him have it. Let him have it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, I... Uh, what? Well, another scene I wanted to talk about, too, was um, the one when when Jack tells Miles that, first off, your ex-wife's coming to the wedding. He's like, okay, I know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I prepared myself I think, for this. You know, we've all been there where it's like, you know... Yeah. Especially if like your ex gets involved with um, yeah. your social circle, mm. it's like mm, man, I'm gonna have to deal with that, yeah. and you want to like be cool about it. So you're like, okay, yeah, all good. Uh, I'm not yeah. tripping. But then the moment that breaks him, it's it's broken me before too. It's it sent me down a spiral. It's like she's seeing somebody else now. She remarried, man. You know, and then he just grabs a bottle and runs off. You know, oh my God, is there <laughs> nothing worse than seeing a happy couple? Ugh. A happy couple, okay, whatever, I don't give a shit, but <laughs> dating somebody or pursuing somebody in any way, and, oh, then, and then seeing them be ending happy. fruitless, yeah. and then, yeah, and then months, weeks, what, years down the line being like, oh, you know, now they're here with, now they're with somebody in a serious relationship, and you can't help but just hate the person that they're with, hate the, the guy or girl in Man. question, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and just like fuming and then over you just, it, and then, you just, and, and then you just say the guy's name like Steve. <laughs> like, like that was that was the point that made me laugh when he was on the phone and he and she's like, "What's his name?" Ken, and then he just says, "Ken." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he says it like he says it like super drawn, and it made me, it, dude. That's fucking hilarious because. The, you know, not with it without getting into personal details. Mm. Like we've done that before, joking around and just like saying the person's name, oh, and being yeah. like, "Oh, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just something about it. Like even if you're like, even if you really are, like I mean, everybody wants to be, you know, pretend whether they are or not. Like just put up a facade or the shield. Like, oh, I'm over. I don't. I don't get. I don't give a shit. Whoever they're I with, care. I could care less. Good for them. Good for, Good them. for them. Good for, Good them. for you. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> you Good know. Good for you. But there is something that kind of like bites about it. You know, yeah. it, it can be. It's it's a little bit of a well. It's of, it's, a, it's, of a toxic feeling it when seems, it's seeing someone else happy when you're miserable. Well, it's not just seeing just anybody well, else no, happy. I mean, seeing it's someone seeing your ex yeah. move on easily yeah. and be with somebody else and be what you thought it could be or what it should have been or what it once was and now it's not you there was somebody else and you're just kind of left there empty-handed you know with nothing going for you drinking a fine wine out of a a styrofoam cup (laughs) (laughs) well you know that's you know that's what I see in this film is just like you know broken-hearted a broken-hearted person, you know, trying to assert themselves in some way in the world and find new love in it, in it, in a, 
in an older age too where it's more difficult Mm -hmm. and you know kind of being lost and kind of being at the end of your rope and just being like well I guess there's nothing for me I'm a failure in my passions and I'm a failure in my love life and here I am with absolutely nothing to show for pursuing these two passions um let me ask (laughs) you this it's useful for me in editing all right okay that's all right Uh, let me ask you this um (laughs) okay let me ask you this why do you think this movie is called sideways Um, why do you think that's the name because that's an interesting name for this movie right yeah uh maybe because um hmm the the movie is about wine right and the movie poster is the bottle on the side with like little characters inside of it um you know, so the first thing that comes to mind in thinking about that is that, like, the f- more you drink a bottle, like, at first a bottle's full and you only have to tip it a little bit to get a pour. Yeah. But the more you drink a bottle, the more empty it becomes and the more sideways you have and to turn just, the bottle, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe. So, um, I guess what I'm trying to get to is what do you think the metaphor is there in, in applying that to the love story that's being told here the romance hmm. where where is miles and jack both gone sideways like jack is i think a little bit easier to explain like he's obviously i think not I think, ready to settle down he wants to me- well, he wants to you know it's someone who's who who was complacent learning to be free and then someone who's free learning to be complacent right that's i mean that's basically what the two characters mm. are i mean and they both it, become weathered because of that right and i think they both become a little empty a lot of their now that i'm thinking about it you know what i think sideways means Mm. i think it means like you know just being lost because i think both these characters are lost you know i think that's like the obvious you know takeaways like you know they're both just lost and they're like aimless almost right Mm -hmm. like one's like you know a washed up actor one's like a never a never made it you know writer and you feel like you've maybe just, you know, kind of like, you know, you've kind of just pissed away parts of your life. Yeah. You know, and I think, uh, you know, going sideways means maybe, you know, like when when you say sideways, like, oh, man, the shit went sideways. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's like, you know, life kind of just didn't end up the way you expected mm-hmm. it to, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is weirdly bittersweet. The ending yeah. is very bittersweet because um, I-, I was thinking about this. In one of the before Jack gets married, the conversation that they have at the bridge, um, Miles, you know, quotes some some author talking about being a smudge on a skyscraper, just a bit of excrement in the sewer you know skid mark on the underwear of society (laughs) exactly and and his friend turns to him and he was like that's great i can't write anything like that and he's like i didn't write it it's somebody else yeah and and then you know the topic of suicide comes up and he's like well i don't have anything to show for myself yet and i'm not ready to kill myself until i do have some statement left behind to show for who I was or or what I thought or, you know, just to leave some mark on the world. 
you know, but what's interesting is when he leaves his friend's wedding, I think he commits some type of metaphorical figurative suicide when he drinks his 1961 chateau his most chateau yeah like he drinks the that bottle let me see if i can find what it's called but he drinks that bottle um um out of the styrofoam cup in the fast food restaurant like the most like unpresentable way to like you, your best bottle of wine you don't want to just... It's it's called the 1961 Chateau Cheval Blanc. And Chateau Cheval Blanc. Yeah. Uh, it would mean like a... Uh, Damn, I was actually surprised how well I nailed not, that. Not bad. Uh, White Horse House, something like that. Okay. Um, uh, he drinks it in the most unceremonious way by drinking it out of the styrofoam cup in the fast food or restaurant right like wife. a bottle that he tells Maya I'm saving this for a special occasion with a special person and a special occasion you know and she keeps telling it. him it's peaked it's past it's prime it's past it's prime it's peaked you need to drink that now you know and he right. leaves the you know Jack gets married in the church they go off to the reception he leaves and he you know goes away from them Jack never returns in the movie and he opens that bottle in a fast food restaurant to drink out of a styrofoam cup I felt like that was some type of like figurative metaphorical suicide. Him finally mm. cracking open his most prized bottle to drink in a very kind of defeated way and yeah. out of the most, you know, the worst way you could drink <laughs> the best wine you've ever had, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I thought that was, you know, but it is bittersweet because there is that moment of him kind of just giving up and being like, fuck it, I'm just going to drink this bottle. Fuck right it. here out of my slurpy cup. Yep. But it is bittersweet because then he goes back home and there's a voicemail from Maya saying, Hey, I read your script, the one that went unpublished, and he had admitted to her. I read it and I really liked it. And, you know, you should come back here and we should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he returns and he knocks on the door and it cuts there. You know, so yeah. it is a very bittersweet ending in that he did not achieve his goals creatively he didn't it didn't end with him all of a sudden getting published it didn't end with him parting with jack at the reception right there was no like grand win for him but there right. was like a little slimmer of hope left for him there in his love life which is what i think the movie's main story is about is the 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 romance and his trials and tribulations mm -hmm. with love and he ends with there with like a, a slimmer of hope being like yeah. maybe there is someone out here who can you know see right. my full potential see me for who i really am and i can see that in them yeah. too and i you know when he talks about about with about his ex-wife we all we all got baggage we all got baggage when he talks about his ex-wife victoria with Jack, he's yeah. like, I loved her because she knew so much about wine. She was passionate about what I was passionate about. She had a great palate. And then when he sees her at the wedding and he talks to her, she tells him, oh, I'm not drinking anymore. I wasn't really that into it. And granted, she is pregnant, for the record. Right. You know, but still, it was kind of like one of those things where he's like, oh, you don't you don't drink? You don't drink wine anymore? Like, you're, you're not into it anymore? And it was kind of like, like, she had moved on... F from you know the life they lived together she was mm -hmm. completely removed from it you know where with maya like it was the flame was still there i guess yeah. you know 
So, um, do you want to get into our final thoughts? Okay, there's a few a few last things I'd like to mention about this All film. Right. One thing that I just think is funny is this movie was fairly fairly popular when it was released. Really? Um, yeah, I remember like this was, I was this was uh, this was definitely an indie movie when it came out for sure. It was yeah, like a little. I was about nine or ten when I when this movie came out, and I remember my parents like specifically re- renting this one. Mm-hmm. So if my parents who don't have a very good taste in movies in general, <laughs> the two of them are very like like they Shade. have a blind spot. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> they have a blind spot for film. Oh. If they were like oh. watching this one where it came well, out, like this movie because... definitely made some waves when yeah. it came out. Um. But the um, latest son, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mother and father have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> they don't appreciate real cinema. <laughs> <laughs> my dad just throws on John Wick, and my mom throws on the evening news. There's not a lot of uh, cinema <laughs> to discuss in that house. <laughs> All right, what else? What else um, do you want to bring up? Well, first off, the hitching post where. Um, Miles brings Jack, yeah, yeah. they were he regulars. It's a real restaurant, and after this movie came out, the restaurant had a huge uptick in traffic and business, small business, and yeah, and and they um, it's really in the city, Buellton, and um, it became a fairly popular restaurant. But what's even more interesting about this movie, and uh, people call this the sideways effect. After this movie was released, there was a marked decline worldwide um, in the wine varietal in Merlot. Merlot because in one scene, Miles refuses to drink Merlot at the restaurant because his ex-wife, Victoria, liked Merlot. I think we've all had that. You have an ex or girl Mm -hmm. or crush who really likes something and you're into it for a minute and then when it falls apart Mm -hmm. you can't fucking you can't listen to that song again I mean the song you listen to with your ex you can't hear it again you know or whatever they're into you're not into it anymore you'll never watch the movie Scream ever again never again yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but because his ex-wife drank Merlot he will not drink Merlot and um you know so when this movie came out the sale of Merlot dropped markedly and the sale oh, of shit. yeah the sale of Pinot Noir went up the oh, wine man. he's in the wine Miles is into market manipulation it's called this it's a real thing that's called a sideways effect in fact it's still somewhat of a of a trend to to this day where Merlot was a very very popular varial um pre 2004 Pinot, Pinot Noir was very not a very common commonly drank red wine the most popular red wine right. is Cabernet or Cab, uh, yeah, yeah the Cabs and um and but Merlot was a close second and because of this movie Merlot dropped in popularity and Pinot Noir rose and it's still like kind of still holds a trend to this day Interesting. You know, That's weird how a movie can do that. Yeah, I know, right? I, I, I love wines. You know, I'm still... Well, think about this. The Lord of the Rings made made uh, New Zealand interesting. And, <laughs> right? the, you know, everyone in New Zealand... You know what's funny is hmm. New Zealand, they still, like, like they, like, milk it dry that the Lord of the Rings was filmed there. Still to this day. We got Frodo Baggins here. Come through. (laughs) (laughs) You want to come to Hobbiton? (laughs) You know, whatever. But anyway. 
Um, All right, give me else? your final thoughts. All right, final thoughts. Yeah, go for it. All right, that that was it. What I had. Uh, All right, um, you want to go first or me? Um, I'll, I'll go first here. Um, yeah. First off, I like this movie. I was gonna say I I do like wine. Uh, you know I do. I'm mm-hmm. still I still feel very uh compared amateurish. compared yeah amateurs compared to like other people your I've palate. met that are into wine or just like seeing how people in this film like the film's like about wine culture like i don't know most of this i'm still very ignorant about a lot of it you know like i've i've drank enough wine where like i feel like i like you know i i can identify like a cheap bottle of wine although some cheap bottles of wine are good like i can identify a bad wine you know a yellow tail drinking two buck chuck we we did buy uh what would we buy la crema pinot noir for this film yeah if you're gonna watch this movie you gotta buy a bottle of pinot noir buy a good one yeah try to at least yeah sometimes you gotta throw down some money with wine it's some it's just the way it is look let's be honest most good wine is like in the 25 to 30 yeah that's that's what i've learned in my um experiences of wine like there are some 20 20 dollars you can get some like decent good wine well when i was like first turned 21 i remember buying that carlo rossi oh my god i you i cannot touch carlo rossi it's so bad yeah and like when we're in the store you know what did i see was it gnarly head i won't drink that either like so like (laughs) or or is it boggle or gnarly head i don't know boggle 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 uh, the one with the tree and the roots going down. Mm. Yeah. That one I won't drink. I won't drink Yellowtail. I won't drink Barefoot. So, like, I have some taste developed, but there's still some cheap ones I'll drink, like the Trader Joe's brand, Charles Shaw. Shout out it's Charles Shaw. Good. Shout out to Buck Chuck. <laughs> it's the best value wine best on the value. market. Shout out to the best value. <laughs> um, you know, so I like wines, and, you know, I like this movie because it's, like, it, it kind of sheds light on a weird, a weird culture and a weird passion to pursue because with wines like one thing i'll notice is like you know despite like you know some people get a really good bottle of wine like wine enthusiasts will get it and they'll be like oh my god this wine's so good this is wine's excellent i have a very very hard time when i'm drinking good wines i have a very hard time distinguishing like you know a you bring me like let's say like a 20 dollar bottle and a 50 dollar bottle I'll have a very, very hard time telling you which one's the more expensive one and, and right. why, you know. So I'm still very ignorant on the topic, but it's it's fun. Like wine is just a fun thing, and yeah. you know I think this movie expresses that. Feel like fancy. yeah, it, feel a little like, fancy. You get a drinking in a special glass, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just about the wine itself. It's about like the culture, the life behind it, you know, and, you know, and just like the, the mo- fun you can have I, with I, it. I, too. I love taking out the cork. Yeah, my favorite part. I like smelling the cork. Smelling the cork, looking at it, (laughs) looking (laughs) looking at at the yeah, like looking at the color, looking how it like, you know, runs on the glass. It's living, you know, it's It's living. living. It's it's a fun thing, you know, despite the fact that a lot of times, like I cannot really tell the difference. Like, look, I'll admit, if you brought, if you got like, let's say, a bottle of Pinot. Okay, okay, well, think about it like this. All right. Remember when we remember uh, after I went to that barrel tasting, right? I had like eight, like pretty expensive bottles of wine, uh-huh. and we drank them all. And mm-hmm. you can tell the difference, like yeah. it, like you, if you drop money, yeah, you'll get a bottle of wine, and you'll be like, "Whoa, okay, this is." Because we were drinking like 
really good wine. You know, that's what made the last season of Game of Thrones tolerable is that we had <laughs> we had those that wine for that. I didn't yeah. watch a single episode of Game of Thrones past season six sober. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it's it, you know, it is it is in a certain way when people are it is kind of a work, you know, work of art. There's a lot that mm-hmm. goes into it, you know. Yeah. That's Go on. what Could the, continue, sorry. I, I what I was going to say is like I like I'll admit like like if you got a bottle of Pinot, a bottle of Merlot and a bottle of Cab I don't know if I could accurately... If you poured them out and gave it to me like a blind taste test, I don't know if I could tell you which one's a Pinot, which one's well, a Merlot, which the one's a Cat. Well, red, white, and pink. Well, obvious, obviously. Sorry. It's all good. Cut. Cut. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I could tell the difference. Like, I would like to think I could, that I could tell you which one's a Cab, Merlot, Pinot, but I'm not positive that I could. So... It's not like one of those things where it's like all about just the taste and the flavor. It's more just like about the experience of it and just like wine itself is just kind of this cool thing. I don't know. I don't know what better, better word to use. Yeah, It's It's very cool. It's just this, it's pleasing. It's pleasing in, in a lot of ways that go past just the taste and just the senses it's you know all the things about it you know the work it takes the history behind it the varieties of it and i think that also is kind of what occurs here in terms of the romances in this film like it's not just about the chase it's not just about that it's like everything else that goes into it is also kind of what makes the magic work you know yeah so i i love how this movie crosses the passion for wine with the passion for love and how and the end result of that and i love how it mixes it with you know two characters with different approaches to life one jaded one a little bit more optimistic but both washed up and both kind of failures but still with these their respective burning passions in them that well, they you know, still want to pursue regardless of how fruitless it's been it's, for them. It's how two people. It's how two people have dealt with that feeling. You know, one just chooses to. You know, hey, there could always be another audition. There could mm-hmm. always be another thing on exactly. the on the horizon, and one's just like everything has failed up to this point. So why should I even try anymore? Yeah, just giving up completely. Yeah, so I love, but he's, but what's interesting is Jack doesn't, Jack isn't into the wines the way Miles is, you know, Jack's just like, whatever about it, like, like, yeah, this you know, he doesn't good. think about it, oh yeah, all of them taste good, doesn't think about it, where Miles, I'm not gonna lie, that's how you I know, am when I went, when I went wine tasting, and here's the thing, here's the thing, sorry, mm-hmm, go derailment, ahead. go ahead, wine tasting, you're just getting drunk at the end of it, dude. If you're really wine tasting, you ain't drinking at all. Because the point... Because, like... Like, when I was doing it, like, you know, I was having, like, you know, just, like, the samples, you know, that they'll pour out for you. And you just waste it at the end of it. So you're... You're not really tasting it. You're kind of just... You're having like, and at a certain point, like when do you when do you? I I know it's probably a hack a hack point at this hmm. at this point, but like at a certain point, you stop tasting and you're just drinking wine for the fuck of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is whenever I'm drinking a bottle of wine, I'm like, man, it gets, it really does get better as you go along. And I'm like, I don't know if that's because it's getting aerated or if that's how I'm supposed to be drinking no, it or if that's just because I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're drunk. It's just because I'm drunk and yeah. it just tastes a little better yeah. like when I'm drunk. You so know? what do you give it? Hmm. I would probably go with about... In its genre, uh, of, as oh, a romantic comedy, yeah, it's. I would say it's a top tier romantic comedy. I can't think. Maybe Forty Year Old Virgin gets close to it. Forty Year Old, yeah, that one's and, like damn near. One yeah, of but it's maybe one of the best rom. It's probably the best rom com I've ever seen, and I don't watch that genre a lot. It's not something I'm into. In terms of this, but weirdly, we like the same two rom coms. <laughs> we, like, we like this one, and we like what, what's the other one? Lo- no, 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 Love Actually. Love Actually. Oh, I like Love Actually. Love Actually. Just at Christmas. Right? Just yeah, like just Christmas. at Christmas seasonal. Just at Christmas, it's seasonally. You Anyways, know? Um, but um, but yeah, you know, it's not something that you you normally de- like. It's literally just for these two. I mean, in comparison to the other movies we've watched. It's, it, it it's it holds it holds weight and it holds ground with the other films we've watched. But, um, so grading it on the scale of what we've been doing so far, I would probably put it at about eh, seven. So, yeah, a, a light seven, maybe like a six point six point seven five. Six and a quarter. Now you're just splitting hairs. Six six and three quarters. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. So, um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I see it as, you know, dealing, this movie is like dealing with failure, dealing with, dealing with the feeling that, you know, your life hasn't really amounted to much, you know, Mm. and, but, um, hold on. One quick interjection. Go for it. I don't know if the necessarily at the beginning maybe that's the vibe that's given off to about Miles, but as the movie progresses, it shows that he does he he does have something that he's really good at. That he does have something that right. people connect with, and that's his passion and love. Yeah, but for wine. most of the time, most of the time, he's just being a, a middle school teacher. You know, that's the reality of life. I mean. I guess in his day to day life, but the movie where the story takes right. place is all about him and his passion for the wine. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And that passion comes to fruition at the end because he connects with Maya on that, and that's the movie ends with yeah. them having a connection. So it does. So at the end, his passions do kind of come to fruition in some yeah, way, no, no. not in the way he necessarily saw. Yeah, you know, through the writing pursuits, but it's through this pursuit of wine. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hold on. One quick thing. What I was going to say about their different approaches where Jack's slamming it and being like, yeah, it's good. I love it. Like, give me more. <laughs> and Miles is taking his time to, like, truly figure it out and experience it and, like, really get into all the little things. They have the same approach with their love life. Jack's just like, go and smash real quick. You know, slam it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound where, like a bank robber. <laughs> Go where, in, smash in and out. Yeah, well, that's that's Jack's attitude yeah. where Miles takes his time. He's got to feel it out. He's got to sniff it out and, like, really experience it and understand it before he really, you know, accepts it. Indulge. You know, into his heart or whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh. I'll give you something to work with there. Go. I know you're struggling a bit here. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's not that I'm struggling. It's just, it's just literally I'm fucking not. tired of shit. Cut. <laughs> we all are. Anyway, cut. Don't cut there. Cut. Leave it. No. Leave it. I just uh, got back from Yosemite. <laughs> anyway. Tired. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, I can see a lot of myself in the Miles character as far as just feeling like, you know, just kind of having like the, the hopelessness feeling. I think, I think that's, you know, super relatable feeling. And it's just like, how do you get out of feeling hopeless? You know, mm-hmm. how, it's not like you can just find hope one day. It's like, you kind of like you you pursue a passion maybe and then maybe that follows you know you know i uh i think that's a i think that's a good message mm-hmm. I, I like that you know it's not corny it's not corny mm-hmm. at all the movie like the, di- the, the, the the dialogue in this movie is like it's good mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not um it's not you know super predictable you know, it's just like, and it's just like it is. It's just like a, a fun, a fun, a fun movie, you know? There's not like, it's not, you know, there there are some layers. You mentioned this is one of your dad's favorites. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think, um, I think, uh, you know, I think that's like, uh, being, being cynical is like, you don't just come to being cynical. It's, it's, being cynical means that, You've gone through a lot of pain and you've you've felt like shit a lot, and the thing is, is that you just let that twist, you know, and kind of gnarl up, you know, your your life and your you, your life perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah. You let that color your life perspective, and then, in a way, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy because you're so cynical and you're so, you know, jaded. Um, yeah, and see the thing is, is the point when the point part parts where he lets loose, like you know, like everyone, you know, he's charming, you know. I see that a lot in myself, you know. Exactly. It's like I if I let loose and I just I let go of like, you know, just like all the shit that fucking keeps me up and fucking you know upset, you know. It, it I think it's 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 it, it just let go, just let go. That's that's I think uh, you know like something that really. You know, I can I can really fuck with. Um, so you're saying, because you kept bringing this up in the watching of it, you're saying you, you, what you take away is to live more in the moment rather than dwelling. Yeah, yeah, because I think, uh, you know, I think it's like, yeah, you don't just, he's not just cynical for no reason. He's cynical because he, like, everything in life is just kind of shit. Sh- and even, like, you know, the thing that he was hoping for, like the book deal... That falls through. Mm-hmm. You know, he has every reason to be cynical. You know, being a cynical person, it, you know, it's not just with one thing. It's like a, it's a gradual breakdown because everyone, I feel like a lot of people are just naturally optimistic, right? <laughs> you think? Yeah, no, no, I honestly yeah. do. I honestly, they at least start off, they start off optimistic, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're young, you, uh, you know, you have a lot of, you know, aspirations maybe. And, you know, the, your, the whole, your whole life's ahead of you. But you're like, what if 
what if you know something bad happens and then you're just kind of you're you're middle-aged you're stuck at a part of your life where you're just like what the fuck do i go where do i go from here you know what do i do i'm trying you know i'm trying to pursue something but something's never ha- you know it it just hasn't happened it just hasn't happened yet and uh you know i i kind of feel like i'm at like i'm at i'm at you know, I don't feel like old. I, I I know I was making the joke, but like, you know, it makes you feel a little bit older. But uh-huh. I'm kind of at a part of my life where like I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about like switching jobs because, you know, I'm I'm sick of where I work at. You know, uh, it's, you know, I don't know. A lot of this shit just connects, you uh-huh. know, um, you know, for you, like you said. Yeah. And in the category of movies, it's in. It's definitely towards the top. Um, the performances are good between the main two actors. The the female actors are, are good as well. I, you know, they're... I think the four co-stars are all around pretty... Sure, pretty yeah. But it's really led by the two, you know, by the two guys. Because it's the dynamic between them that's the most interesting. You know what I mean? It's like two competing ideologies but like you know jack should be cynical you know like you know he's just doing like commercials is that really what he became an actor for just do voiceovers right but he's still optimistic you know what i mean in every part where you know he talks about like you know he's like won't we buy a vineyard won't, and you can run it and if you're inspired you write another book and you know and it's just like you know sometimes you know you can be too optimistic sure for sure but um if you're not optimistic at all, then you're just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Hopeless. Yeah. Um, kind of depressing, but kind of, like like you said, bittersweet. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good feeling. You don't want to feel too good. <laughs> you don't want to end a end movie and just feel like, oh, isn't that nice? It leaves and off rom-coms like, always end like that yeah, at yeah, a wedding. Some, some cheese you know? dick bullshit. <laughs> and you're just like, no, no. But this is... In, it doesn't show any, like, overly, like, you know, lovey-dovey shit. It's like a dude, like, struggling with his own inner demons. And I, I, I think that's a very relatable story just for anybody, really. You know, like, dealing with past traumas and fucking bullshit. i probably give this movie... i probably give it about, like, a, a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. You know, like, like, a solid seven. Um... Yeah, no, I, 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 I've, I've always liked this movie. It's not the one that I'd, I'd watch like a, a bunch of times, but it's one where I'm like, I'll, I'll watch this one every once in a while. Yeah, this it's, is like either my second or third viewing of it. Right, right. It's, it's, it's one I enjoy every once in a while, where it's just like, you know, it, it, if you're, you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend seeing it. You know, it's, it's just a nice, uh, it's just a nice movie. I like it. Yeah. You know it's another deep cut rom com. What? Wedding singer. It's an emo classic. Emo classic. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, think I put that up there with the other with the other one we met. Forty year old virgin. Forty year old virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Like two bags of sand. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I would say the message of this movie is indulge that love sickness and indulge that wine. Yeah. Baby. And, uh, you know, keep listening to our creative pursuit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Was that a good sell? (laughs) Sure. 
That Good was enough, lame. I guess. I don't like that. Um, all right, well, I was going to do it for us this week. We're out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening.